Hey everybody, welcome to the show, it's the How to Sleep Podcast, I'm your host, Mike Schaefer, happy Friday, happy almost weekend as some people call it, there's, I have a group text message chain with a bunch of my buddies from high school and college, and not every week, but seemingly every other week or at least once a month, someone will text on like a Wednesday. They'll be like, today's my Friday. They took a a four-day weekend, or they're going on vacation on a Thursday. Today is my Friday. And inevitably, um, well, the responses will be any varying level of, you know, guys busting each other's chops, and they're jealous because they have to work Thursday and Friday, or the weekend. Maybe they work on the weekends. Friday's not the, the weekend for everyone. Uh... But inevitably, we 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 give each other some good old fashioned ribbing, because of course we do. And then, without fail, we will have someone on Friday with a classic. Hey guys, today's my Friday, and it's so stupid and it's so funny and. It's almost always the same guy. But even though you know it's coming, it's one of those things where if it doesn't come, you're disappointed. Does that make sense? And uh, uh, so we see that all the time. Um, but uh, recording this on a Wednesday, today is not my Friday. I work Thursday and Friday. But all the same, recording this on a Wednesday for the Friday episode to get us going, give us some nice informational podcast to listen to before we head into the weekend, something to help us sleep. This one, it's a little bit different. It's a, a BBC special episode. If you if you scroll down uh, through your whatever app or website you listen to the podcast on, there's an old episode about how to write a how-to manual. And that gives us a pretty good insight into procedure and structure and the actual how-to of writing the manual, exactly what you want to include and how much detail. And, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, listen to it, if, you know, if you listen to it once, go back and listen. It's helpful. Um, Maybe you're in the business of writing how-to manuals. Maybe it's something to help at your work or you're a teacher and it's going to help you teach something. Maybe you're a mentor. Um, Maybe you're writing a how-to manual for a spouse, a family member, what have you. Whatever it is, maybe it's just preparation for today's episode, which is a little bit different. It's a look inside... um, Sort of the history of instruction manuals, but more so than that, there is there is history there, but it's sort of where they've been and where they've gone and, and where they're going and, and a bit of why in there too. And, and I'm always fascinated by the why and why have we seen instruction manuals evolve over the years. And you'll see as you you listen to the article how they describe it and why it's happening. It's it's a fascinating uh, 
idea to think as we evolve, as people evolve. We, you know, the Emmanuels, of course, have to evolve with us. And there's more of a focus on not the manual itself, but the the product, because we want the product. We want to use it right away. Um, of course, these things that require to be built uh, need the manual. You can't skip through. So I think it's sort of how we learn, too, how we process. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. I'll comment a little bit, um, probably throughout uh, afterwards as well, but I want to get into it because I know you're going to love this. And it's from the BBC. And if you follow BBC News online or, or the news um, on TV, then you know the quality is there. And this is actually from, it's from the BBC. It's a future uh, section on their website. And I thought it would be cool to, to, to share sort of what, what is BBC Future because they, they break it down for us. The show notes have the link to the, the article and you can read this. But as they say, they, we believe in truth, facts, and science. Uh, we take the time to think, and we don't accept. We ask, why? That's pretty amazing, actually, because I was talking about the why, and I didn't know that's I didn't know how that's they led how they led their uh, breakdown of the future, their explanation of their future portion of their website. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, just a couple of paragraphs here as they describe BBC Future. In a complex, fast-paced world of soundbites, knee-jerk opinions, and information overload, BBC Future provides something different, a home for slowing down, delving deep, and shifting perspectives. You'll find stories here on almost every topic that matters. Psychology, food, climate change, health, social trends, technology. What links them all is our approach. Through evidence-based analysis, original thinking, and powerful storytelling, we shine a light on the hidden ways that the world is changing and provide solutions for how to navigate it. Energized by the everyday, we think no topic is too small to be fascinating. Inspired by obstacles, we believe no subject is too overwhelming to tackle. And so after hearing that, you can see why. I chose this article to give us a, a peek inside the world of instruction manuals. Uh, and that's exactly what it's titled, Inside the World of Instruction Manuals. Some user manuals are a frustration, some are a pleasure, and all reveal more about us than we think. So that title, that explanation, by Ellen. Schumacher, written, uh, this was published on April 5th, 2018. So pretty recently, you can see why I'm excited to share this with you guys. So, Inside the World of Instruction Manuals by Helen Schumacher. Maybe you diligently read an instruction manual from cover to cover before you even turn on a new product. Or perhaps you file the information in the kitchen drawer never to be found again, preferring to rely on instinct and perhaps a degree of stubbornness in assembling a new piece of furniture. Either way, and even if it's only months after your purchase, there's almost always a time and a place when instruction manuals come in handy. While we may think of them as the dense paper booklets that fall out in a tumble of bubble wrap and polystyrene, when we are unpacking our new bedside cabinet, 
Instruction manuals are much more. They exist for a multitude of purposes and take many different forms. What's more, they are not an especially modern invention. They have, in fact, been around for at least two centuries. Quote, Wherever you are in life, there's always a manual somewhere, hidden behind the scenes, says Paul Ballard, managing director of 3DI, a company that specializes in technical writing. More than just a practical how-to list, instruction manuals can reveal much about the time and society in which they were written. How they have evolved tells us about how we've changed, too. According to Roger Bridgman, a former curator at London's Science Museum, quote, Instructions are there to compensate for the inabilities of machines by employing the abilities of users and therefore tell you something about the state of both at the time they were produced, end quote. The earliest instruction manual that Bridgman found during his tenure was attached to a machine made by famous engineer James Watt. But the machine wasn't a steam engine. It was an office copier. Watt realized that copies of his letters would be very useful to others, and so he invented a machine that transferred damp ink from a freshly written letter to another sheet of paper, creating a copy of it. The instructions included are in their most basic form. They say to take a sheet of paper... Put it on top of the other sheet of paper, put the felt blanket on top, and put it through the rollers. Quote, As James Watt was a very practical man, the instructions are not a booklet, Bridgman told a 2009 BBC radio documentary, How to Write an Instruction Manual. They are actually a sheet of paper glued to the machine so you can't lose them, a rule that modern manufacturers could do well to emulate, end quote. In fact, for Ballard, Watt's instructions exemplify a successful manual's fundamental principles. The first is findability, making it easy for people to find the information they need, whether that means being able to find the manual itself by putting it in an obvious location, or having an intuitive structure that has anticipated the way the reader thinks about their problem. The second is making the instructions easy to understand. Quote, clarity will win every time, says Ballard. Simplicity and directness in both language and design is key. The final rule, get out of the way, Ballard says. This means making sure people know what to do next when their particular need has been met, whether that is finding out something else or cracking on it with using the product. This, Ballard jokes, is why instruction manuals face an existential crisis. Quote, the whole point is the product, not the manual. The more you're spending time looking at the manual, the less you're getting out of the product. End quote. Top tips. Not every manual today is as simple and elegant as Watts. But there is a resurgence of manufacturers applying this same idea of integrating the instructions into the product itself. This could take the form, for example, of a big label of instructions on the side of a generator, or a help file that pops up in the same generator's control panel. Another exemplary early manual is that for the Kodak Box Brownie camera, one of the earliest cameras produced. Quote, The document is very beautiful. It tells you how to load the film, but it also gives you advice about how to take a picture. End quote. Mark Miodownik, director of the Institute of Making at University College London, told the BBC back in 2009. 
Along with detailed technical information for operating the camera, there is guidance on how to take good photographs, from capturing the optimum portrait to considering the effect of the weather, from bright sun to cloudy dull, or even how light or dark an interior wall color is. And I'll step in here. There, there have been some uh, a couple pictures. There's a picture of um, someone with that that uh, Kodak camera, and the one here is actually a manual I considered sharing previously from from Harry's. Their razors. Um, I did share their their post shave mist in one of the toiletry ep episodes. A few toiletries, if you want to listen to that. But um, I considered sharing this. So what a surprise that it's here. Uh, for me to share it as part of this this episode. So, Harry's, uh, if you haven't seen any of their products, their manuals are are interesting and clever. So this one is a uh, it's just a little two two little squares uh, separated by a dotted red line. The left square is a picture of a man with a magnifying glass on the side of his face, zooming in on his his beard, and it says, "Introduce your hands to your face and get acquainted with your beard." Pay attention to which way your hair grows. And on the right side, it's a picture of William Shakespeare, I believe. Uh, looks like, at least. Wet your face with warm water, says the instruction. Squeeze cream or gel onto your fingers and massage it in to soften your beard. Whispering a love sonnet is optional. So, yes, that is, in fact, William Shakespeare. And back into the article. Harry's is an example of a modern brand adopting the same approach of talking to its customers not only about how to operate its products, but how to get the most out of them. In this case, proffering tips on the perfect shave. Creating this more personal connection through the instruction manual makes good business sense. If consumers are made to feel good about the product they have bought, they are more likely to feel favorably towards the brand in future. Meanwhile, the visually striking Haynes car manuals are instantly recognizable and strangely evocative. Even for those who have never so much as got their hands dirty with car oil, Haynes manuals are redolent of a certain era. For me, the 80s and my own father's slightly grubby Ford Cortina manual on the shelf in the garage. As the company's strapline has it, Haynes, quote, shows you how. And we see two pictures here of the manuals. Both cars on them. One a light blue manual, one red. And it says, even 50 years ago, Haynes car manuals were instantly recognizable for their clarity and practicality. For more than 50 years, Haynes has provided high-quality technical advice in a manner that is easy to understand and practical to use. The company's manuals are, quote, like a travel guide to a foreign land. It makes the unfamiliar manageable, end quote, as Martin Love, motoring editor at British newspaper Observer, describes it. What is it about the Haynes approach that makes it so effective? The company uses a practical combination of highly detailed technical drawings showing component parts and in-depth instructions on testing, repair and maintenance, accompanied by photographs. Haynes was founded in 1960 after John Haynes wrote and published his first book on building an Austin 7 Special. 
the first proper Haynes Owner's Workshop Manual for the Austin Healy Frog Eye Sprite was published in 1966. At the time, instruction manuals were formal and written by manufacturers in very technical language. Quote, I was very fortunate to find, as they say, a gap in the market. A huge gap, I later found out, end quote, Haynes told the BBC back in 2009. And we have another manual, the Medieval Castle. Uh, today, Haynes publishes hundreds of manuals across a variety of topics. The credit here, Haynes Publishing. So, who knew? So, the world of manuals is like an onion. I never thought I'd actually utter that phrase in my life. The world of manuals is like an onion. And as we know with onions, the more you peel back, the more layers. And I, I really feel like we're just scratching the surface. What a cool article. BBC Future. Ellen Schumacher, thank you so much. Can't wait to continue. This is wonderful. So uh, there's a manual on medieval castles. Design, construction, daily life. A fascinating behind-the-scenes study of how these formidable fortresses uh, contained and lived in. I think that's what it says. Wow. Pretty cool. Continuing on. Despite staying true to its original style, Haynes has moved with the times and now publishes a vast range of nearly 2,000 manuals across a diverse array of topics. From pet care to computers and from music to sci-fi, there are even tongue-in-cheek guides to the English and to the inner workings of teenagers. Oh, I think we might have some future episodes in front of us, folks. How cool is this? Next section, look books. Some manuals have got rid of words almost altogether, as at Ikea, the Swedish homeware giant. Some say that IKEA's wordless instructions make assembly of its furniture as easy as it can be, while others are flummoxed by the company's famous pictograms. At the very least, though, they help the company avoid the cost of translating an instruction into multiple languages. IKEA's instruction manuals were internationally recognized when they won the 2015 Paul Mixenar, best pronunciation I can do, uh, designed for a function award, as Paul Mixenar, the visual design expert behind the award, put it, quote, IKEA has managed to create an almost unparalleled, consistent, and beautifully executed avoir. An avoir that, rather than being merely recognizable, has proven to be effective for more than 30 years, end quote. We have a picture here of IKEA's award-winning instruction manuals, and how they've gotten rid of words altogether, if you've ever seen an Ikea manual, you know it's a, there's a screwdriver here and the parts to the whatever you know, piece of furniture they're putting together here. It's just, just pictures, what to do and what not to do. So why do we sometimes struggle so much with Ikea's manuals? According to Ballard, quote, it's not because the manual itself is poor. It's because the product itself is too complicated. Ikea manuals start fundamentally with the product. The manuals which are least popular are the ones where the product itself has fundamentally not quite been designed to its best, end quote. The fact that IKEA manuals have the constraint of simple black and white two-dimensional illustrations forces the products themselves to be better designed to ensure straightforward assembly. Outside of IKEA, many products are getting more complicated to assemble or use, and that means more complicated instructions but that too may be changing. Quote, the abilities of machines have increased so greatly 
that users can connect to them without much instruction, and much of what is needed can be provided in real time by the machines themselves, says Bridgman. And quote, often products don't have manuals, either because the product has been designed so well so that you never need to know how to do anything with it, or you're not allowed to get under the bonnet and do anything with it, says Ballard. I think that's a major shift, that people don't expect to have to do anything with the product anymore, end quote. Apple's iPhone, for example, is purposefully difficult to tinker with. One aspect of instruction manuals that seems unlikely to go away anytime soon is that they must now include health and safety guidelines. They may seem superfluous to some users, but reflect the manufacturer's responsibility to keep people safe when operating their product. Another factor affecting how instruction manuals have evolved is globalization. Companies frequently distribute their products to markets around the world, necessitating translations of the instructions into sometimes dozens of languages. Unless care is taken, this can result in confusion or frustration for the end user, and reflect badly on the brand. How consumers use manuals also has changed. They used to be solely reference guides that would accompany a product. Increasingly, however, people will refer to a product's instructions to check out its technical specifications in advance of buying. The manual now is part of the purchase process. And, of course, the format of instruction manuals has changed. Today, they can just as easily be a YouTube video demonstrating the different functions of a buggy or a dedicated website to help businesses understand a complex new phone system or use a generated online guide to fix a glitch on a troublesome smartphone. There also has been a move in recent years enabled by web-based technology for users themselves to create and share instruction manuals. iFixit.com, for example, is the free repair guide for everything written by everyone. That was in quotes there. As of March 2018, it offered 37,192 free manuals and 122,145 solutions for over 10,570 devices. In some ways, instruction manuals issued by the company itself have to work harder than ever to justify their worth. Businesses are now tapping into tools such as Google Analytics to determine how investment in manuals saves money in other areas. For example, if several thousand people have used the booklet that comes with their product, they may not need to call a help desk. Quote, instruction manuals have to do a much broader job than simply ticking a box. Expectations are much higher, Ballard says. But, however intuitive a new piece of kit, there still remains the need for instruction manuals in many situations. Consider, for example, the vital instructions written to operate the equipment used to accurately analyze blood samples. And next section, future directions. Databases and the markup language of XML are already used extensively to organize the modular way manuals are built and managed. QR codes are being integrated to facilitate quick access to pertinent instructions. And there's a picture here of a uh, iPhone uh, being scanned over a uh, looks like insides of a computer, computer chips and it says augmented reality can add an overlay to real-life products, making instructions easier to understand. New technologies such as artificial intelligence AI and augmented reality AR are also starting to be used. AI enables the process of finding information to be accelerated by anticipating the questions people may have. 
in time as understanding of user behaviors increases, AI may largely replace metadata and tags. And AR can allow instructions to be layered so users can interact with the product while learning how to use it. No matter what future instruction manuals look like, Ballard is optimistic about their existence. Quote, the basic requirements that people have in their relationship in buying a complex product haven't changed. That, that gap between the product and what the user is expecting from having bought that product will always exist. And the gap will get filled somehow. End quote. And, as products themselves develop, instruction manuals will need to evolve accordingly. Ballard predicts new requirements will come up that we can't imagine at the moment. Wonderful article uh, from Ellen Schumacher, BBC Future, Inside the World of Instruction Manuals. I hope this is some food for thought. I know it is for me. Where are manuals shifting, evolving? How will they do that and why will they do that? When's the last time I looked? I, I Before I started reading manuals for this podcast, I didn't look at manuals often. I built some Ikea, um, some Ikea uh, furniture in my house. But other than that, how often really I got a washer and dryer when I moved a few years back. Can't say I looked at the, the manual there probably should have, right? Just assumed I knew what, what I was doing. Figured it out. It's worked for going on four years now. But still, uh, any appliance, microwaves, toasters, anything like that, don't read it. Um, you know, liked the Harry's manuals. They were clever, so I thought it was funny. I liked that they were, I don't know, I think in a way, the meta acknowledging their own existence, uh, acknowledging what they were trying to accomplish um, not not dumbing themselves down even though the you know manuals have to dumb themselves down not because people are dumb but because the process needs to be as simple as possible and the steps have to be very clear and and so I like I like the acknowledgement of what a manual is. Um, that works for me. I don't think it works for everyone, of course, but uh, I think more and more products, we, um, you know, it's the the manuals part of their brand, and I think this article hits it right on the head. Um, and it, it starts the branding right away. You haven't even used the product, and man, you know, if a if a manual can accomplish that, um, I think it speaks to the company's ability to brand themselves, obviously, but um, it it's a it's not a it's a piece of paper, you know. It has to be. You got to have that if you're buying the product. I guess it doesn't have to be, but um, you see it digitally and online too. But that's almost supplemental at this point, um, unless it's a you know it's an iPhone or any an Android, and the manuals pretty much on the phone itself there doesn't isn't much that comes with with phones these days and if it can accomplish that and in, in such a small space and so few words even more the impressive uh, feat accomplished there but um, gets me thinking I hope it gets you thinking too about the future of manuals many many more to come gave me a lot of ideas of where to find them 
And so I thank you again, Ellen Schumacher, BBC, BBC Future. What a cool function on their website. So you'll see the link in the show notes there if you want to explore more um, through bbc.com or, of course, their, their future section. You can do that as such. And otherwise, if you want to explore uh, more episodes, uh, subscribe. You'll get all the episodes, all the, the older ones and the new ones as they come. you get those. And if you love the show, review love those and of course if you're enjoying it and you want to see what goes with the episodes on social media how to sleep podcast we are on facebook twitter instagram i spend not a ton of time i'm the least creative person in the world when it comes with photos but i I do my best to uh to uh create little collages that that highlight the things that we're covering that in these episodes. So if you like that, um, by all means, if you like to see some, some just okay, I, that's not really doing, and it's not very exciting. But if you want to see some just okay, uh, okay collages to go along with these episodes, by all means, uh, it's pretty cool. I think you're gonna start you start seeing people who like the same things. It's a cool way to get connected socially with other people um, who are looking for podcast on how to manuals and podcast on how to sleep so i hope this one helped helped you get to sleep uh, today this weekend if you have the weekend off to round back to the start of the show if today is in fact your friday or i guess if wednesday was or thursday maybe you took the whole week off so monday was your friday whatever your friday is whatever time you you need to listen and relax hope this helped Until Monday's mini-manual, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon.